Welcome to The Big Idea. We take the best leadership and business books out there today and bring you The Big Idea. Books, all this stuff. Jono, how are you? I'm very well, Dan. What's the big idea behind The Big Idea? Well, I just said it, but let's find the book. Okay, the book today is Profit First. Now, I know you love this one, Jono. Um, Tell us your big takeaways from it. I am in implementation phase with this book right now. And that's it. Thanks for tuning in. I'm deeply passionate. A key thing to know about this book is it's not Profit First, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. That is a good thing to know. If you were going to write a book about that, then potentially choose a different name because that would be very confusing. Profit First. Um, so I love this book. As a as an entrepreneur uh, running a business, I love, love, love the ideas in this book. I think it's so true. The The thing that stands out to me most about this uh, the book Profit First is the claims of the author that most entrepreneurs dream about having some windfall one day where you have all this profit. I think that's completely true and I've experienced that myself. What do most people do when they most get people, money? So most people have this idea in their mind, even if it's subconscious, that's like one day my business is gonna be super profitable. But right now, all I need to do is take uh, make as much money as I can, sales, increase my revenue, and then just reinvest all of that into expenses. So most people reinvest all that they earn back into the business. Yeah, which is, and there's an element of wisdom in that. That's why I feel like some of these ideas- You've got that, to reinvest, right? Yeah, and the ideas that often are the most, uh, have the most wisdom in them are, are often, they're coming into something that has so much truth in it. So reinvesting is, is in and of itself important and necessary, but the thing that we've missed, and this is what uh, the the uh, the author of Profit First uh, points out, the thing that we miss is we try to reinvest so much back into the business that we forego any profit right now, and we assume it'll make we'll make up for it one day. But as he says in the book, what what tends to happen in the real world is at some point people's revenue actually drops unexpectedly because you know things happen and their expenses stay elevated and they never get to see this massive profit windfall one day. So that's why the business ends up winding down and uh, completely falls apart. What John is trying to say is if you keep reinvesting and then you lose money one day, you won't have anything. Yeah, I don't know what you said was better. I, it was. I would echo that. I would echo myself. I do like what it, what that what that's about, though, is that at some point you might think it's going to keep multiplying, multiplying, but you're going to have something that you can't foresee. It's going to cut your income, but you're still going to have the expenses. Yeah. And that's when most businesses are going to collapse. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and that's so you've got why... to do what? What's the big idea behind this book? Well, the, the big do? idea is you've got to don't, don't focus on reinvesting. Focus on taking profit first, hence the name of the book. Right. And then reinvest what's left in proportion, right? Yeah, yeah. You still do everything like else it. you're doing, but you just take profit first. Nice. And uh, yeah, it, the big idea is the formula. And uh, the big idea, we're going to say it 53 times today. Uh, but the formula in, in this book is most people do sales minus expenses equals profit. But he says, you take profit first. So you, you go sales, here's my revenue, minus profit, which I'm going to put aside And you pre-decided, right? Yes. And pre-decide the percentage amount, and then that leaves you with expenses. Great. And uh, and so what we end up doing is we're, we're quite innovative when we need to be with living on less expenses. That's, right. That's if sort you're of forced the- to operate on a smaller you know, budget, I guess. Now yeah, that you've taken yeah. profit out, you're saying that increases people's resourcefulness 
And it's like, I think all of us, there's been a time where you've had to take a pay cut or uh, maybe uh, as a couple, you go down to one income. And it's amazing how everything can look completely bleak. And, uh, but then when you actually look at it and think creatively, you can make it work. Yes. And uh, there's this question that I, I think it's in the book that someone someone asks, a business owner has uh, become part of his sort of routine. And what he says to his team is, how can we get the same outcomes for a third of the cost? That's a good question. I love that question. I don't know. How can we? Oh, it was rhetorical, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, no, let's, let's talk about your business right now. And we know that the author is listening, by the way. We do. Mike. Mike. Mike, what do you... No. Mike, if you had to take profit first, how would you do that for my business? Mike, will you release another book called Profit First? Yes, but with the PH. Yeah. I think that's the key. Mike McCallowitz. McCallowitz. This is another one. We pick authors with names. Uh, well, James Clear was actually pretty obvious last time. Listen to episode one. If you're coming in fresh to episode two, you've missed... Uh, a fantastic first episode where we talked about atomic habits. Uh, Let me tell you about the four, the four things that sort of outline in profit first. He says that um, Mike (laughs) McCallavich, that's not, that is not how you pronounce it. I apologize, Mike. We know you're a listener and we apologize. (laughs) We know know you're an avid listener. I've sent, I've just taken your name. I don't know where you're from, but it sounds like I've just made you, um, I've taken your name and, and, and put you in, uh, maybe in Croatia or Yugoslavia straight into the, uh, Mike Mikalovich. I, I apologize unless that could be the pronunciation. And if that is your nationality and your origin, then we retract that apology. Then we, then we retract the apology and we stick with my pronunciation, <laughs> which I did second pronounce second is what I did there rather than profit first. Uh, so the Mike talks about in this book, he had this big epiphany. He actually had a business that completely, uh, he had 10 businesses. He, he calls himself, instead of an angel investor, he calls himself the angel of death because he had 10, bo- 10 books. He had 10, uh, 10 businesses and they all fell apart. And he tells this story where his daughter, uh, he went home to his family and he knew that they had gone bankrupt and lost everything and they would need to move out of the house. Mm. And so he was in the driveway, uh, literally just wondering how he was going to go inside. And he sat there, um, parked for, uh, you know, a couple of hours until his wife actually called him and was like, Hey, are you coming home? Where are you? And, and so he got out of the car, went inside and said that, um, had to sit down with his wife and kids and say, I'm so sorry, guys, I've lost it all. Um, and we're going to have to move because the, he'd been waiting for this massive windfall, right? Wow. And uh, he says that his daughter ran out of the room and he thought, oh, no, she's, you know, just um, angry at me. And he thought, well, I, understandable. But then she actually went off and got her piggy bank and brought it back and was like, Dad, here's, you know, we can start again with my money and, you know, how can I contribute? And uh, he's like, it was just the most heartbreaking moment. And that was when he decided to do things differently. And he had this big idea behind uh, Profit First when he was sitting watching a fitness channel and the person on the fitness channel said, uh, it's really easy. In terms of getting fit, we need to think about it in really simple ways. First thing is smaller plates. And it sounds silly, but the fitness person was saying, one of the reasons that we have too many calories is we just eat off uh, big plates and we just fill up our plates. Tell us about that, Jono. So, (laughs) So for me, now I eat out of a piccolo cup. Yes, that, that is good. Yeah. Uh, my entire plate is the um, is an inverted milk lid. Yeah, that's. Right. 
I've actually just... Um, I, I've lost 40 kilos in the last five days. <laughs> Some would say I'm dehydrated. I'm a lifeless form now, but uh, but so slim. Uh, for those listening, um, if an accent tends to arise of a Southern American nature, it is an indicator of sarcasm. Um, <laughs> just Southern like, American listeners who... And we know you're listening. And we know most of... Uh, South America are listening. <laughs> no. Not South America, mate. Southern, like, no, no. like Texas. I'm, I meant what I said. I meant, Ar- I meant Argentina. Uh, shout out and to those- Messi. <laughs> shout out to Lionel. We know who we know is an avid listener. Uh, not even a question. What and, about the uh, Chileans up on the mountain peaks up there? I think, and just to shout out to my brothers and sisters in Chile, I think it's Chileans. Yeah. Uh, I well, think, um, and you know what? Let's skip the Chileans. No offense. <laughs> Let's go straight to Cristiano. And uh, look, as a Manchester United supporter, I just want to thank you. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, well done, well done on sticking it out. Now, by the time people are listening, he could have had the sack by then. Let's be honest. He's been. Uh, <laughs> it's been challenging times, but as an avid listener, Ole. <laughs> We want to thank you for contributing <laughs> in the future. And uh, as the Manchester United boss, if you want to come on here and I don't know if you've written a book, <laughs> but if you, <laughs> if you want to write a book, please do. And we would be happy to bring, to bring, to bring on the big idea. Uh, so thank you for listening. And Cristiano and Lionel, uh, let's write something. <laughs> let's write something together. The four of us. <laughs> you guys are the world's best footballers. Where Dan and Jono, it's it's meant to be. Let's do this thing. So back to Southern. Back to um. Where were we? Where were we? Okay, so point two. So you got small plates. Okay, so finances. What does this mean? This is still point one. We will get there. We are. We're gonna finish this book probably first. Um. So small plates. What does that mean? It means that if you have an expense. If you're putting um, a certain amount in your expenses and you're just, or maybe you're just doing that mind mindlessly where there's just, oh yeah, that's how much it costs to run my business. If you can create a smaller plate with your expenses, you will likely be able to lower your expenses mm. and you can then put that money towards mm. profit and then put it aside mm. and use that. See what happens if you um, take your advertising expenses, for example, and halve them and make do and see what happens. If that's all you had to work with, you'd be more selective Yes, where you spend it. The other thing, uh, one of the things I love most about this book is the uh, the fact that when it comes to profit, it's also one of the best indicators of success for a business. So if you can take profit first and actually make your business profitable, right. you are creating the most important KPI for a business. Mm. It's a bit like what we talked about last episode with you know, uh, when you see results, it, it's satisfying. That's going to create momentum to keep that thing going. And so when you see those profit statistics growing, that you're taking profit all the time, you're right. That's another vote, as James Clear says. And we know you're listening, James. Um, <laughs> uh, to the identity, I guess, of, your, of who you are and your organization, that you're successful. That's right. And, uh, and so some of the other things that are uh, covered in Profit First, uh, so we've got the smaller plates and then we have the order of 
Uh, so this is a key thing, and it says it in the title, Profit First. Uh, when, when it comes to moving money around, most of us just assume that the profit will come one day, that the profit will come next, and so we don't put that aside first. And so it's just a really simple thing. Switch that around. Sales minus expenses equals profit. Forget that. Make it sales minus profit equals expenses by having an income account. And, uh, and this, is one of the, uh, this is one of the ideas that I found most helpful from the book is just to move around your accounts and just to make it difficult. And so that's the third tip is remove temptation. So to put money aside, to take profit first. And he says, why not start with 1%? You know, if you need to just start with 1%. If you have $1,000 come in, just take $10 and put that into another account, preferably in another bank. And that's your profit first. Put that aside and leave that. And then um, remove temptation by having that as far away. For me, that means using different banks just because that's inconvenient enough that it's out of sight, out of mind. Uh, now, this isn't how big businesses run because they're obviously they have people who are full-time in, in these roles. But the book is really focused on entrepreneurs and small business. And in the US, a small business is less than 25 million revenue. So most businesses are small businesses, really, the majority. And uh, and so you've got that, you, you remove the temptation, uh, you have the smaller plates, you have, um, you have moving the money into different accounts, and, um, and then the, uh, basically the, so that's the fourth idea out of that is to enforce a rhythm. And so he talks about, there's a couple of rhythms that he mentions that I think any small business owners out there could really, uh, this could be really helpful for you. Just have an income account where all your money comes in and check that every two weeks, move money around from there. And then with profit, if it's truly going to be profit, you need to reward yourself as the shareholder, the owner of the business. So every 90 days, take half the money out of the profit account. The other half always stays in there. And that money in the profit account becomes an emergency fund, uh, which is another hidden benefit of this process. And, uh, and take half of the money and that becomes like a dividend. Well, you know, you're a shareholder, you and uh, and your family and any business partners you have, you're the ones who are backing this thing and often taking risk on. So give yourself a break. Give yourself a Kit Kat, so to speak. and um, Or actually do it. And we know... Uh, that the inventors <laughs> of Kit Kat... <laughs> we know that Nestle, who I assume owns Kit Kat, I haven't even done any research they do. on that. Avid listeners. Avid listeners. And we just want to say to the CEO of Asia Pacific of Nestle, uh, thank you for your listenership. And yes, we the accept, answer is yes. We accept your offer of sponsorship via free Kit Kats um, <laughs> in advance. Even if, if, if we could remove them as a temptation though and have them kept in a separate and, location. And based us. on that, we refuse the offer. And I'd prefer smaller plates to keep this book relevant to the conversation if you could, I don't think it's asking too much to tell you the truth, create a miniature version of a Kit Kat that is pinky fingernail sized, <laughs> that would be my preference. Something that's one of these a day isn't even going to hit the scales, so to speak. To the point where we don't even know if we can even find these things. <laughs> I want to remove the temptation. I want to create an energy. I want to have more energy going out of my body looking for this Kit Kat than I, even when I find it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like celery. <laughs> Just chewing celery. Yeah. Actually, I and I don't think this is too much to ask, Nestle. Perhaps a uh, calorie-less Kit Kat, similar to celery, that's water-soluble, 
I'm using and ideally green and and U shaped. Um, Some would say tastes a lot like celery. <laughs> ideal for <laughs> scooping peanut butter, as we know, celery is intended to make. Uh, so Dan, what is the big idea for you from profit first? Take your profit first. Yeah. That's a big idea. No, I, I do like that idea of um, actually deciding in advance, okay, we're going to set this aside. There's going to be a portion that we set aside not to reinvest, but to hold for a number of reasons for um, when times are tough, but also for showing that we're growing as well. And I think that's really important. I love that idea when you take profit first, that can actually help you decide how much to invest. For other people who find it hard to invest, who actually hold back from investing, this is an idea where it's going to help people actually increase their expenses because they, you know, I know there are some people who will just take, you know, they have no problem taking profit first. They do, profit is equal to everything they earn. They just take it in and then there's no reinvestment. Yeah. So I think it works both ways. I just want to take a moment for the small business owners and I want to channel a bit of Scott Morrison, Prime Minister of Australia, an avid listener, as we know, ScoMo. Uh, stop it. That's what he said about when people were buying toilet paper for Aussies. <laughs> stop it. Stop panic buying. Stop it. And I want to say to small business owners, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Stop taking... Stop moving your expenses around like that. Stop it. Take profit first. And you know what? I'm saying this into a mirror. Not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> oh, very good. That's profound. It's very good. Thank you for listening today. Dan, where, where can people find us? <laughs> if people are listening, Nestle, shout out to you, ScoMo. <laughs> We're not interested in a sponsorship. We don't. We like to keep. <laughs> we don't a, take government money. We keep a firm separation of podcast and state. <laughs> what would be your uh, tip to a listener who wants to find us? Tune in next week for episode three. I think that's right on point to tell you the truth. Follow, like, share, subscribe. Any TikTokers out there? We don't have a market there, so welcome. <laughs> We, you can be our number one. Look, if you're listening and you have a TikTok, you're our number one TikTok fan. You've been promoted. <laughs> Take profit first. Get out get out there. We have an affiliate competition going. It's uh, it's called Just Give It Your Best. And the winner um, will, will be... Will we'll be, tune in next week to find out what the prize is. Tune in next week. It's going to be... Uh, it could be celery, could be celery-shaped and tasting and coloured Kit Kats. See you next week. See you next week.